The following podcast is a Rotten Corpse Radio production. As most of you know, we we did go to Hacks, and we have got some interviews from some of the cosplayers up there. Me, it was my first experience dealing with uh, any kind of event like that, and seeing so many people dressed up in costume, you think would have been shocking, but I've been living in Portland, so it was just like you took all the all the people who like to dress up every day and brought them to one place almost. <laughs> Only the outfits were much better. And I did get some rather interesting stories out of people and discovered that there's this game called, uh, what's the name of that? Most people were cosplaying as it. Overwatch. Yeah. Overwatch is a very, very popular game, both for playing and for people to cosplay. I had only heard of Overwatch because I had stumbled across the cartoon once or twice. Then I find out it's a game and something people like to dress up as. It's fun characters. And so people don't get confused. This is PAX West that we were at in Seattle, not PAX East. (laughs) Just so you know. Um, Yeah, Jamie... I think, you know, got the chance to have a lot more opportunities to kind of talk with people that were out and about and having fun cosplaying and stuff. Might me, I was stuck over in the Westin Hotel. This convention actually took place at not only the convention center, but as far as I know, four other hotels as well. So I was stuck in a hotel working virtual reality, which I'm not complaining about one bit. I am a dream over, job. <laughs> I'm overly excited to join the crew next year again, but I got to run the Vive system all weekend and that was not only amazing to set people up and, and watch them play even the most meticulous games like the uh, job simulator. I, Complete, like, you can be, like, an office worker or, like, uh, do fast food or whatever. And it's, like, all cartoony, like, Minecraft-looking. And you can, I mean, you can play it the right way and do, like, the orders and all this shit. Or you can, like, get pissed off and, like, grab stuff and chuck it at the freaking computer that's telling you what to do. Um, But, yeah, that was a lot of fun to actually watch people just play the games, even. And then I got to experience free play myself and checked out uh, the pirate trainer which is like in my opinion kind of like asteroids on crack (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of dipping and dodging you got these orbs shooting out at you out in space and you have a shield and a weapon or two weapons or two shields however you want to do it but yeah it's a lot of fun yeah and I had Um, no wonders or doubts that 
This one got the high score how many times? I mean... Two different machines uh, one day I got. I got new high scores on the systems. Woohoo! Go me! <laughs> <laughs> I know what game I'm getting when I buy one. But I also got to check out uh, Island 359 on that system. Check that out if you like Jurassic Park and you want to kill some dinosaurs. Um, We're not going to get one Vive system. I can already see this. We're going to have to get two. That way I get to play with one once in a while. Oh, no, that, 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 that means we'll need three because, of course, I, I've already decided I'm getting my children their own so that when they destroy it, I can tell them they're SOL, they're not playing on mine. Maybe they'll respect stuff. Oh. <laughs> Talking about the five and Island 359, killing dinosaurs with semi-automatic weapons or my favorite, a bow and arrow. And you do actually have to reach back and grab an arrow from your quiver and line it up with the notch perfectly, line that shit up, you know. Nice. And you'll, oh, be, you'll be standing there, that. next thing you know, you turn around and you've got a dinosaur munching your fucking face off. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's great. There, there was a lot oh. of fun games. They had this one okay. game that's like a bunch of carny games you can play, so just like being at the carnival. Can Get, you actually throw stuff at the carnies? No. Damn it. But there are games that you get to get to throw things and shoot things. And I mean, one game you get to light arrows on fire and drink a launcher mat stuff. So. Do you get to blow stuff up? I think yes. Uh oh. <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not going to lie. My mind kind of fogged over that convention. It was a very long, fast paced, but so, so entertaining. The whole like maybe two hours over the whole weekend that I got onto the show floor, it was always just passing through, kind of looking as I go. And you can't blame Danny <laughs> or me for being tired and me not doing more than I did there because I've discovered one thing. Yes, it was the cognitive <laughs> thought alarm. We apologize to the government. But <laughs> when you go to Seattle, you have to understand that no matter where you go, no matter what you think, it's always going to be uphill. <laughs> yeah, your legs do get tired, but no. Legs, hell, my arms are still screaming at me. <laughs> but no, the show floor, I can say, because I've been to Emerald City at the Washington State Convention Center. That even Their show floor compare, is like nothing in comparison to PAX. The displays alone, you can't even, you don't even care what the game is. You walk through the show floor and you've got these life-size dragons and dinosaurs that, you know, are models for these games that they got coming out. And you can get in line and to get up on top of these and take photos. Like, I want to jump on top of the giant fucking T-Rex, like, all battle-ready and shit. Hell yeah. If mm -hmm. I had the time, I would have gladly stood in line for an hour or two to, to do photos or play the hundreds of freaking games that I saw. I, I can't even tell you what all we've got coming out or that has recently come out that they were advertising. And then also the retro games. I mean, if you are a gamer in any aspect, go to PAX. If you are in the Pacific Northwest or any, if you are able to get to the show, just go. And, and cosplay. And cosplay. Everybody <laughs> loves the cosplayers, and it's always a fun to take take part as well. Yeah, so. the only cosplay I'm going to manage to do is a World of Warcraft ogre, because I'm just too, <laughs> too big for it. Maybe Yajirobe from Dragon Ball Z. I, I might be a cross-dresser. What, what about the rock giant <laughs> from NeverEnding Story? 
I yeah. can probably pull that off. The You're thing? not getting the Orin. No, I'm, no, my belt is too big for the thing. Oh come on! I've seen, I've seen some, I've seen some. Yeah, just heavy. because you've seen heavy cosplayers playing things they shouldn't be playing doesn't mean I'm gonna do it. No, Vol- no, Vol- Ray Cho, come on, from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, Vol- Ray Cho, the yeah. one, that, the drunken fighter, right? The one that pukes on. Oh, I never know seen you, it. I know who you're talking about. I'll have to show you a video. The you, know, you, just, you did make me think of uh, Hondo from Street Fighter. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not going to walk around and assume. But, no, it, it's definitely whoever, you know, just what, what your diaper diaper. No, with, I'm not so. going to walk around and assume. I feel that. <laughs> Jamie, so, like, what was what was your impression just because you were chilling outside a lot in the just in the park outside the convention center with a lot of the cosplayers. So, like... How was that? There were more Overwatch costumes than <laughs> you could imagine. And some of these people looked like they were dressed up as characters from, uh, what's the name of that? Gundam, Gundam Double O. Uh-huh. But then when I would ask them, nope, it's Overwatch. I will say that I was, the, I, I was told by multiple people at PAX, that I was only the only Lilu going around that convention. And I remember being outside one point and having somebody walking up on one of the roads going above the park. And I just hear as I'm walking towards the convention center entrance, Lilu Dallas, you fucking rock! And I'm like, yes, multipass! <laughs> oh, God. Every time we'd meet up to, like, get, you know, eat, you could hear people yelling that as she was walking by. Multipass! <laughs> oh my god. It was so much fun. I I had such a blast at that convention. I just I hope that next year I will plan my days better and I will have an unlimited supply of caffeine. Cause I plan to be in those lines early. I will work the night shift again and I will be in those early morning lines saying, I get to play the game! Yay! Hopefully, next PAX, I will get to volunteer and work there, but if not, you know, I'll still keep trying, but I think we should get a sponsorship for Rotten Corpse so we can get the vibe. (laughs) Yes, I mean, come on. We're plugging you guys pretty hard, so we should at least get a little something back. I'll gladly, I'll gladly Twitch stream that shit for you. <laughs> I will gladly let you guys live stream me trying to keep my balance while using the vibe. <laughs> Which all by itself is totally entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> let alone in VR. <laughs> I'd pay to watch that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was amazing and definitely got, had some really good times talking with a lot of, not only cosplayers and other guests, but some of the merchants as well so yeah and wait till you hear some of what i managed to get from these people we did we did enjoy hearing one woman scream from a pair of wings opening (laughs) that was an entertaining moment wow yeah (laughs) and no these weren't huggies wings (laughs) (laughs) i would hope not otherwise i think i'd understand the screaming a little bit more I'd be running away from that, too. Everybody's <laughs> changed the diaper. You know what we mean. <laughs> Actually, there was a... And I posted it on my uh, my time timeline on Facebook, and I, I can pull it up again. But um, there 
it, it's a company that makes mechanically openable wings. Yes. They, 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 you put them on your back and then you can trigger it and they'll That's, open up. Yeah. And then they'll they just collapse. Need, they need to be able to cool. flap, damn it. <laughs> the guy that the cosplayer he was interviewing, like where he got this recorded, mm-hmm. he said that he had them commissioned. They, they were custom made yeah but the like it was magnificent watching them open up and go down he said the very best part of wearing the costume at the convention is walking around and opening them up and just everybody going oh my god i was like i can imagine i'd have fun with that (laughs) it's like it's like what's next is he gonna lift off and fly (laughs) that's why i kept going come on they gotta make ones that flap now (laughs) We'll, we'll we'll get there i'm sure and we'll see all the cosplayers flying around the convention centers. <laughs> That's how you're gonna get there without the traffic problem. Avoid the max. Fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll get me a nice set of black ones. Uh, I think I think that's about about all I got. That's oh, yeah, right, go. oh, I also got got to do one interview that I know most people probably wouldn't have thought of. I interviewed one of the managers for the hostel to get their view on what PAX is to them and their business and the type of people they would typically see come through. I remember that. It's a really interesting interview. Stephanie is really cool. Oh, hell yeah, she was cool. I, I, by the way, the Green Tortoise Hostel, if you are in the Seattle area for a convention, I highly, highly recommend them. Even though there's like a buttload of stairs and I'm in a wheelchair, <laughs> once I got up there, other than I had to take the legs off to get in and out of some of the rooms, really not that bad. The people were really great. The staff there was awesome. The stairs <laughs> can go to, but beyond they that. double hockey sticks there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they yeah, need the an elevator. Suck. Please, somebody donate them an elevator. The people, the people, and the environment though make it worth it. Oh hell yeah! I got to playing chess with somebody. We were talking physics, uh, making fun of Einstein's equation, and just what makes it wrong. <laughs> oh, and they do fun events like free beer nights. Oh yeah. At the hostel, they do like different types of tours and stuff, and they set up all sorts of cool, cool shit. So oh yeah. Another reason to like not only go to a convention up there, but check out a Greek. Oh, Greek that hostel, hostel was its own convention. Right, <laughs> it is. It's fun. I, I mean, honestly, you could you could have actually went up there, went to that hostel, had such a good time that you would have spaced the convention. <laughs> I try, I try when I'm up there. I swear, it's it's like a has. A hassle to decide. Am I going to the convention or am I staying staying here? here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I murdered myself so bad the first day running around interviewing people, chasing people down, (laughs) going uphill, going uphill there, that by day two, I could not move. (laughs) I was so... I, I was so sore, so tired. Yeah. I just was like, you know what? I'm sorry, but I'm not moving from this spot. <laughs> but you enjoyed it. Oh, hell yes, I did. I had a blast, but... Oh, I paid for it. <laughs> it was worth it, but I paid for it. <laughs> Somebody please donate to me a hovering wheelchair for next year. 
Yeah, right? <laughs> Find the X-Men, man. Tell them you want Professor X's old one. Yep. I'll even wear a big X t-shirt. Do we get to shave, shave your head all too? If somebody donates to me a hovering, working wheelchair, I will shave my head and then grow it back out. But I will shave my head. <laughs> oh. Um, so. Anybody who would like to do that, podcast at rottencorpseradio.com is where to send that email. And <laughs> we also have a Patreon page. And yes. if you donate enough money, we will totally get Jamie this wheelchair to become Professor X. <laughs> and yes, we already own the nippers to do it. <laughs> you know, though, with his sense of humor, I think he's going to become Professor X rated. <laughs> and your problem is? Uh, I think I think anybody who, who follows the show would, would automatically expect, expect that character from him. See, we'll have that uh, just steneographed across it. <laughs> so so I got it. We're gonna shave your head, have you in the wheelchair, but we're gonna dress you up, so but like you're from the Rocky Horror Show. That's how how we we, we get. Hey, this, I'm right? I'm already already without the pants. So Very what's your true. mutant sexual power? Zip. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I don't even have to touch you. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Professor Sex. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to. <laughs> Going to demonstrate the Vulcan patty melt. <laughs> oh, the crazy adventures <laughs> that, 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 that we my live mind behind. Barbarians. <laughs> Check out the interviews and all the pictures and everything fun from PAX West 2017. <laughs> and next year, the cargo net. You know, Rotten Corpse Radio for the Sci-Files, and you guys are patrons of PAX. So what was your guys' impression of PAX this year compared to others? Pretty fantastic. I, I saw some panels, so that was nice. Um, I'm missing them shirts. Usually they have a lot more free shirts. Yeah, they don't free really shirts. Child-sized shirts. Yeah, free shirts. Um, and and just how childish do you have to be to get one of the child-sized shirts? At least this much. At least child. this childish, but that small. <laughs> nice. Well, the thing is, I usually only oh, pack sorry. one shirt and then just get free swag and wear that for the weekend. Now I'm just like buying shirts. What the heck? Yeah, now you're out of laundry. Yeah, well, now I have to buy laundry. Oh, you have to buy laundry. So your biggest problem with PAX this year is you have to pay for your laundry. Well, not you to mention to Shido is laundry. literally trying to steal the shirt I'm wearing. So I'm like a negative laundry right now. Really? Somebody tried to steal your shirt? This asshole. Yeah, this asshole who's not actually seeing it. He didn't really think it through, though, because he didn't realize that we would all have to see what's under his shirt. So... <laughs> You and he's so, got a for radio. And the best voice for silent film. Oh. Uh, you remind me of my good friend Max. <laughs> so he does silent film and radio. I wish. Max, Max tries to do silent film. He just ends up talking about it. I've never heard of this guy. Uh, <laughs> at the con, what was your guy, what was yours or the group's here favorite part? I mean, there's supposed to be a lot of, like, booths and... Oh, yeah. Well, Somebody was telling me there's a VR thing. Here and there, here and there is some virtual reality. They've got some posts with actually some pretty cool virtual reality. Topics. Anybody fall on their face yet? Oh, oh man, yeah. no. Well, we saw this like 60 year old dude trying to do VR, and he's like, 
duck in behind stuff. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's what VR is supposed to do. Yeah, like, it's supposed to it's invoke so immersive that it literally triggers your response. Oh, I know. Like, avoid shit. I know, but this. we were. We were in there, we were just like doing dance moves. <laughs> yeah. We were playing the wrong game. So, <laughs> so how does it track your movement? Is it actually using a 3D sensor and then you wear the goggles and it just yeah, tracks your body? Oh, so it is a um, motion capture system and you're wearing a headset. Kind of, yeah. So it's interacting based on... It can detect you via two sensors. The, oh, the big cool. Thing, the big thing is that it like a connects thing for uh, yeah. Ex, yeah. The big thing is that it controls your peripheral vision and it moves when you move your head. So your expectation of that reality, like like literally, it's two monitors, mm -hmm. one for each eye. Yeah. So it's like your both eyes are seeing something completely different. But if you look left, but it merges the. Then it's like your eyes can tell that there's that, something wrong. Yeah. Your eyes are much more relaxed than when you're actually looking at a monitor. At a or at a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But because of that, also my cousin, his eyes are terrible. He can't do VR because his vision's bad enough that he can't even see. That's an interesting point to bring up with that because I've always wondered about that because from just using a computer screen I've noticed my eyes will get lazy because they don't have to focus. I think the big, the big problem with VR right now is just cost of entry. I think that once it comes down a little bit it'll be more prevalent but until then we're... Um, no, no, it'll be VR porn. No, that's good. That's already a thing. No, that's when you go sensory immersive. I don't think they're going to put that on the public market quite yet because there'd be a lot of people who would just slap the little thing on with the little sensors and be like, and they'd be gone. Be yeah, awesome. they'd starve to death. <laughs> I, you know, I can think of worse ways to win a world at all anymore. They're completely satisfied by the virtual reality, and I think that's yep. a really cool step, but probably not. You know, they've done this with dolphins, and it would sit there and spend hours and hours and hours immersed in this, like, erotic program. But when it got hungry, it would leave it, go get food, and go right back to it. Oh, that's not what you Where when they put a rat or a mouse up to it, it, it stayed there stimulating itself till it died. And I'm yeah. thinking that's more like the humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shake up literally told me about this exact experiment when we were driving up here. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Although it took him like half hour to say it. Probably not. If he was, it would have been pretty... Although that would explain why you guys missed the city. <laughs> that was my fault. By no. so much. I, I, we're going out of the freeway and there's like literally like seven different freeways you could be on. The highway and literally goes through Seattle. Okay. Like you can't possibly we're miss taking it. Our, we're taking our turn on Union. So here's the thing. Union. Did you stay on the road? If yes, you're in Seattle. <laughs> no. no. And we're like, are we taking this exit? Oh. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Two more miles. Here we go, Shago. Critical fail. It happens all the time. Especially in Max. <laughs> Yeah. No, Pax, so, is, Pax is an experience. It's definitely worth checking out because it, it's just it's so big. There's so many things to see. If you're into if you're into video games dives. and gaming and then the culture in general, that you won't will not possibly be able to see everything in, in one or two or even three Paxes. Yeah. Like there's just so much stuff. Yeah. Keep in mind, the place is sold out. There's no way I'm going to be able to get in there. You could just kind of take. Badge from someone's father. I didn't. 
It looks like you've got a badge right there, yes, and I'm getting like mighty tempted. It, it wouldn't be very difficult to take any badge from Max. It's yeah, exactly. He's skinny Yo. enough that you can just. Yo, well, if I just started tickling him, I think I could oh, take it uh, from easy, him. Easy. If you start tickling him, he might actually I would, die. I, you might want I would give it to you as payment, down. sir. Ah. <laughs> so you want the French tickler? Uh, yeah, yes, naturally. So would that be from the front or behind? <laughs> French <laughs> always do it from behind. Can we not do both? Is that not an option? So, so, so you like to give or receive here? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to show you guys a great forward easy game unless you're shooting. Hi. I'm that angry. So, you could win this game. In a sci fi world far, far away, we would break out our lightsabers. <laughs> I need uh, a fire suit. We haven't already. Like I'm literally on top. Well, hey, of my I advertise that I have done every podcast with no pants. There you go. Yep. I think that would be the good name of a podcast, and then you just leave that open. Oh yeah. Open we could do a spinoff, the No Pants Podcast. Actually, I mean, I've done every sci-fi without pants. We actually have a specific term for that. We call it the Pantless Crusade. The, the weirdest one I saw was actually not at a, not a con, not at a, an event really of any kind. And it was some, he was a weird guy. He's like a little little dude, right? And he's dressed up, hundred percent like a Jedi. Oh no! Then he goes into this theater. He yelled, "Sith!" I remember <laughs> this. I remember this. And then saw the worst movie we've seen in a while. Oh, <laughs> the Phantom Menace? Star Wars Episode 7. So who's that guy? Who's that guy that dressed up like that Jedi? Oh, uh, or you're talking the last one where that they... Guy, that way was the coolest Everybody guy died. Oh. You're talking Rogue One? It's the one that no, was a complete uh, rehash of Episode, episode seven. 4. Episode oh. 7, the movie that everyone figured... I, I skipped that one because everyone recommended so. You yeah, didn't miss fine. anything. Literally, it was just to reintroduce Star Wars yeah, to a new audience that hasn't seen Star Wars. If you had dressed up to go see that really? movie, you'd feel really silly by the end of it. Well, fuck I off. bet he did. <laughs> okay. We actually did a podcast reviewing Rogue One, and we ended up calling it Rogaine One. Okay. Hey, hey, you know what? And, Rogue and the one biggest spoiler good. we could tell everyone sure. is, don't worry, everyone dies. You're not, not even wrong about that. That's fucking true. <laughs> Literally everyone dies. And you find out that Princess Leia is just lying through her ass. Holy hell. I'm on a different mission. Oh, honestly, if, if you're going to have the name, name or name your child Princess Leia, and you don't expect she might get into prostitution. <laughs> it's it's kind of a, I mean, that's an excellent porn star name. It just really is. <laughs> it, re it really is. So I'm just going. Leia Organa Solo. <laughs> Well, oh my god. I, I mean, seriously, it, it was like, can we go from bad to worse? And that was, yes, here's how. Let's stick it in a movie. Sure, glad I didn't come to that. We've abused our um, knowledge on the con for a while, I guess. So I will let you guys go. Thank you for yeah. the interview. Not a problem. There will be a lot of editing. Jamie, you're Jamie, not gonna Jamie, find. Jamie. You're not gonna have any problem finding guys who go to the con. Yeah, right? and I, I will apologize to the viewing audience. There was not more colorful language to edit out later. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a redo. <laughs> but now the audience feels pretty confident they know this guy named Max. They've and they're regretting every moment. We're, we're thinking Max, 
maybe Max Headroom. This is what happened to him after the show. I prefer Mad Max. I don't know where you guys. Mad Max Headroom. I, I don't see you. Literally, all the Max characters are good. You got yeah. Mad Max. You got Maxwell Silverhammer. You got Maxwell. Max Max there's, there's a huge difference between those guys and you, though. Then there's those Max and Pat. <laughs> Max and Pat. I think maybe you're just not looking deep enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. Name, name five We're, cool Maxwells. Maxwells. Maxwell Coffee. No, no, people. <laughs> I was going to say good, too. And, and you, you, what, it, with that, we're going to cut coffee? the broadcast Mad because Max. he's already no, no, no. What, sank what, himself with there. He started out with coffee. coffee. <laughs> at, the, at the instant coffee level. My name's Jamie, I'm from Rotten Corpse Radio, I do the sci-files, and I would like to talk to you guys about your costumes, um, what they're from, why you specifically picked them. So I'm Thelma Kush, and this is uh, the cosplay of May um, from Overwatch, and this is her uh, ultimate skin, EP for May, which came out on the anniversary cap. Uh, 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 nice. How long have you guys been cosplaying? About two years, and he's been doing it for 12 years. So 12 years, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, why specifically Overwatch? Uh, it's a game I really love. It's, like, it's something that I've, I've packed in a lot of hours to, so. And, I, I mean, it's hard not to cosplay from Overwatch because the designs are really beautiful, so I really enjoy crafting them. So, Overwatch is like an RPG or...? Um, it's a first-person shooter with, um, uh, you know, like Call of Meta, and it's uh, also a professional gaming as well as like eSports, e and um, I would consider it somewhat similar to... Uh, what's it called? The, the one... Team Fortress. Team Fortress. So I would consider it very similar to that, or like, you know, whatnot. Yeah. I've been away from gaming for a while, so you named another game I don't I'm know about, so I'm sorry. Sorry. going, the crowd will probably know, they're just thinking, okay, what rock have I been living under? Oh gosh, you're all yeah. good, man. Oh, anyway, thank you guys. Thank you so much. See you later, bye! Can I get a picture of you? Yeah, of course. So these lovely wings are made by Alexis and the Pumperfetta. They actually do our printing floors, so as you can see. Kind of <laughs> so, yeah, awesome. The, the crooked feather if you want to check it out. Oh, too bad they so don't bad. flap. Huh? Too they're bad they don't flap. No, they're too big to flap. <laughs> Good on you. So you've got a hand control or a foot control? Uh, it's a hand control. Oh, here, nice. The one that sits on my lanyard in here. Ah. So, but I have cool. it positioned in a way where I can kind of hide things. <laughs> yeah. So, With that. I have never seen anything like that. She does amazing work. She has like leather ones that they're fantastic, so definitely should check it out. Yeah, if you could do them with LEDs that glow, I'd attach them to my wheelchair. I'm sure she could probably set something up if you asked her. She's really good. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a hell of a way to advertise too, huh? <laughs> well, thank you very much. No
I'm Jamie from Rotten Corpse Entertainment. Oh, not entertainment, sorry. I'm Jamie from Rotten Corpse Radios. There's Sci Files. I'm here with Mickey Caracello at the Green Tortoise Hostel. I'm one of the managers here. And I'm here to get her point of view on the PAX event that just went down. So how do you feel about that? What does it do to your business? What type of people does it tend to attract to a hostel like this? Uh, PAX guests are very quiet. They keep to themselves. Uh, they're good guests. Um, they, I mean, we always, always sell out on PAX. Like, this hostel right now, so the same weekend was Bumbershoot. So it's kind of half and half PAX and Bumbershoot. And then the rest of the people are just here for Labor Day weekend, or were here for Labor Day weekend. But there's a pretty big difference in the PAX crowd as opposed to the Bumbershoot crowd. The PAX guys kind of all like filter to their rooms when Bumbershoot comes back all crazy and high and drunk and you know, whatnot. They're quite Yeah, but I've also kind of noticed when everyone coalesces into the smoking room, you get this kind of strange energy because, well, gamers do like to get a little rowdy on their own and in their own right, and so do musicians. But to see them all kind of hanging out like they're all just part of the same crowd, I really like that atmosphere that this place yeah. manages. It's a super, super um, social hostel. Oh, so yeah. if you come into a common space, especially this room, the smoking lounge, everybody's social with each other. You might run across a couple of staff members that are tired and just want to keep to themselves, but not too often. Just and remember when you see the staff member that is off in the corner by themselves. With headphones on, a laptop in front of them, a book in front of them. That's, yeah, leave that's them all. Alone. Leave me alone. Yeah, other than that, yeah. It's very much kind of like a college atmosphere. Yeah, everybody talks to everybody. Honestly, last year we were sold out to, I would say, 85% packs. And um, there were a couple of nights where we came down in the common area, including the smoking lounge, and it was all laptops. But they were all being, like you could tell, a lot of these people were super reclusive in their home lives. And it was just great to see them like interacting with each other more, you know, face to face than through their computers. But they were still gaming and talking and trying to get other people involved. And it spread out to more like hostile games, the stuff we have behind the front desk. Um, Cards Against Humanity was big last, last one. Um, it turned into a big party for the PAX people, and that was really cool to see. Oh, this yeah. year, like I said, it was more mixed with Bumbershoot and PAX. Yeah. But, uh, Me being new to the whole different. convention thing and and that. The costumes are definitely cool. Oh, yeah. But I also found it really interesting just how friendly and helpful not just the staff was, but the people staying here. I mean, you come into the smoking room, and I'm, I'm looking around trying to find a cigarette. Pretty soon somebody's offered me one. Okay, I was like, that's cool. Next thing I know, some because pot's legal in Washington, somebody's offered me a bowl. By the end of the night, I've had two or three beers. I'm like, nice. <laughs> yeah, there's usually at least one staff member a night that'll bring in a 12-pack or a case of beer. 
I got beer, you guys. Let's hang out. Yeah. Everybody always has weed. If you come into this room, like, most of the people that hang out in here guest-wise are cool. We make a lot of friends. It's really hard sometimes to see just some of the guests go. Um, uh, so you're going to be a little, little off-put by me and Danny leaving, huh? I know you guys will be back, though. Oh, of course, they're going to have another event sooner or later up this right, direction, right. right? There's always a convention up there, and Danny was here. She wasn't, was she here for um, Comic-Con? Was she here for a different convention um, last yeah, time Yeah, probably here? before I think we so. together, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, because I remember her drawing that, that picture. Yeah, she was talking to me about my art, and then there was another uh, guy that... He travels to Seattle two or three times a year and stays with us for a month or two at a time. And uh, he's very artistic as well. He doesn't draw yeah. these scenes. I've been very tempted to try to draw something and leave it here, but one, haven't had the time, and two, I'm a little out of practice, so I'm afraid it would look more like, like a... a bike, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've heard that. It's like riding a bike. You know why people remember how to ride a bike? Because they never forgot how bad it hurt when they fell off. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have a point. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, if I drew something and put it up and it looked awful, that'd be painful, right? <laughs> nah, art is art. It's all you just have to sell it as abstract. Loves it. Like, so the first art show I ever did was with those four pictures and that one there, uh, Monster. Everybody loves that picture. Everybody. It's one of my favorites that I've ever done. The Raven. That's one of my favorites as well. But um, at this art show, every, I way overpriced my work so I could keep the originals and sell the prints. And I had a couple, well, one lady, it was a lesbian couple, one loved that picture. And the other one walked up, looked at it. She said, this is it. This is the one I want to buy. And she walked up and she looked at it and she goes, really? You want to hang that in our house? So art is in the eye of the beholder. Like I was kind of like butthurt because it's my art, but one out of a hundred people that came by and looked at that picture that night didn't like it. It's because so. you have a specific idea you want to convey to convey with your art. Okay, so you know what impression you're trying to leave. And one thing I learned with art is. If everybody thinks it's this kind of art or that kind of art, just go with it. Then all of a sudden, no, you're a brilliant artist. Or if I said, well, no, I was actually trying to do a black and white photorealistic drawing in pencil, and they think it looks like I tried to copy Van Gogh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I was doing it in that it's style. Really good. Yeah, everybody oh, has brilliant. a different like, in interpretation on what they see and it's definitely not you know what the artist was feeling when they drew it or painted it or whatever you know? yeah, but it is interesting to see people's impressions of things like that a lot of the cosplayers kind of describe their own costumes that way like it was their own personal form of art that they're trying to convey a specific something but with the costumes and stuff I guess if you know the genres and the games you know who they're trying to be me coming from the outside, I'm like, oh, that looks neat. What game is that from? I could not believe how angry people got. 
at least I didn't ask somebody with pointed ears whether or not they were supposed to be an elf or a Vulcan. <laughs> I've learned that was bad too. <laughs> I guess when you walk into their world, you should know. Just, just wear a name tag that says newbie. <laughs> Don't get mad at me for asking questions. Yeah, they told me I needed a shirt that said been under rock for 10 years. <laughs> I was like, really? Is that worse know. than being just new? I know nothing of video games. <laughs> kind of wish I did. I'm like, so where do you replace stuff. the tubes in this thing? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> My first video game actually ran off of a cartridge for a um, Commodore 64. I think the first one I ever experienced was Atari, but more so like Nintendo in the 80s when I was a kid. My dad had an Atari, but video games, like... Guitar Hero? Hell yeah. I don't even know if that's still big, but I love Guitar Hero. Hey. And zombie video games. First person shooters. I love racing games. I can't stand like role playing games. We have a group of. Some yes, some no. I mean, Legend of Zelda? Come on. <laughs> uh, never played it. Heard good things. Never played it. I was never big into video games though. Oh, God. When I was in my early 20s, I bought a gaming system to try to, like, put my entertainment somewhere besides in a bar five nights a week and go out and spend a bunch of money, and it works. I liked uh, Resident Evil and, like I said, Guitar Hero or Rock Band, but beyond those, not much. It was not worth it for me to buy a video game. I had Gamefly or whatever that thing is, like Netflix for games. Yeah, I ended up doing a lot of um, two-player um, fighting games because all my friends were into them, so... Those frustrate me, I'm not good at them. Street Fighter, things like that. Oh, I discovered there's a gnarly little secret. Most of the moves are like a half roll or a roll across the bottom of the controller and just hit a button. I've whooped so many people's asses that way. <laughs> I'm like, do you even know what you're hitting? It worked, didn't it? <laughs> Just roll and tap fast. Just keep hitting buttons till something happens. <laughs> they're just mad because they're professionals and you're beating them. Yeah, they're like, but we know what these moves are and how they work. I'm like, so? But I got more into like need for speed, things that give you the open world and you can make modifications to the car that would actually be something you could do in the real world. Yeah. And then I got into, um, because I have two favorites, uh, Underground 2 and Most Wanted, because they both give you that, mainly Most Wanted, because of the cops in the game, and would hook up the wheel and the pedals and grab a six-pack and drink and drive. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I always hated uh, Grand Theft Auto. I Never got into it. My nephew started playing it when he was like 10 years old and he's playing this game in front of me and I was like, what is that? What are you doing? And he would tell me, I'm like, that is inappropriate for you, child. But I never actually played the game. I just thought it was inappropriate for a 10-year-old. It's not something I would play. Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the PS2 and Wii definitely should not be given to a child to play. I didn't even know they made a video game out of it. Oh yeah, and the remarks Buffy makes. A, sh a child shooting. Yeah, 
would have your child asking you all kinds of interesting questions like, why does every girl need a nice stiff shaft? <laughs> yeah. Picks up a wooden stake that looks more like an adult toy and says, ah, just, just what every girl needs, a nice stiff shaft. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, can you put this in a game that says E for everyone? No. I don't think so. I wouldn't even go T for teens. <laughs> no. 18 plus. Yeah. Definitely. I always liked uh, the skateboarding games. Mm. The Tony Hawk games are fun. I did buy my nephew the game with the skateboard. That was a lot of fun to play. I was not good at it, but it was fun. Hey, I was good at making Tony talk. <laughs> you know, all the different phrases he could make when you wreck? Oh yeah, I heard them all. <laughs> the announcer comment face plan I was good at that maneuver it wasn't worth any points but I could pull it off the drop of a hat <laughs> well it looks like we've run out of material to talk about so I guess we'll call this a day Okay. Send it to the editors. We'll add some more colorful language, maybe some lewd jokes later, just because that's <laughs> usually the flavor of the show. <coughs> right on. Right? So it was nice talking to you. You too. I'm glad I could talk to you. I'm glad I get to be on your show. Yep. And remember, it's the Green Tortoise. Green Tortoise Seattle. So you guys have a good one. <laughs>